<laughs> you do intro in today, you know. I know. Okay. Hello, and welcome to Arcanum Obscura. I'm Chris. I'm Nathaniel. I was singing. You were singing, um, and then you stopped singing. I'm like, is he going to continue, <laughs> or is he going to intro? No, it was the end of it. I don't have volume levels. So you're not going to intro. Plus, I'm like sleep deprived, and my minimal filters are probably not going to be working too oh, well. I, I look forward to it. All the um, cancelable things you're going to say. Something I was going to say cancelable. right before we recorded, I was going to run into the bathroom, and you're like, Don't fall in. And I said, I'm going swimming. Yeah. I remembered our old squat apartment. I don't know where my brother got it, but he had a sticker he stuck on a toilet, and it said, like, <clears throat> No diving in the shallow end or something. <laughs> no diving in shallow end. That? I pulled it off of something. I would say it's definitely shallow. Um, so let's see. There's a couple things I wanted to talk about. <coughs> One is mm-hmm. semi-political. Okay. But I'm not going to really get into the political part of it. All right. It's more bitching about a person. Okay. Not work, Not political. That I work with. Okay. So um, Tuesday... I said how we only had like minimal work and we just kind of had to hang out Mm -hmm. somewhere until like we could go back to the shop because of the hurricane. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't super close to where the other tractor was, but I could still hear him talking and it's the guy that annoys the shit out of me all the time. Yeah. And he was telling the other guy about how he showed him a video and on the video they were bitching about how the current president is going to limit your alcohol consumption to two beers a week. What? And that's it. He's going to get impeached because of this. And they're like, I'm going to drink two cases a day just to piss him off. So here's what's going on. Full, okay, wait, wait, wait. Let, let me wait, explain. Wait, wait. I, it, I'll let you explain, but let me pause for a second. How would they even monitor that? Here's what's really happening. Okay, tell me. It took me two seconds of research, <laughs> and you already know how much that pisses me off. Yep. Oh, and also in that same conversation, he was talking about how all these people are trying to keep us divided. It's like, yeah, that video you just fucking watched, you dipshit. Instead of doing the research to see what they really meant, he's going to pass. They're talking about doing what Canada did. What? They're just going to change the health guideline that the healthy level of drinking is two beers a week. They're not going to limit you. They're just going to say, this is what's healthy and recommended. Mm hmm. Like the food pyramid? Are you going to get pissed off that they tell you not to eat sugar? <laughs> they, they're not going to limit you. They can't. Interesting. Fuck, I got 20 bottles of mead brewing right now. How would they limit people? I, I, so. <laughs> they're just going to change the, uh, what's it's, it's, considered the health, a guideline of what's considered healthy. Right, so they're just changing the way we view alcohol in, in health yeah. regulations. That's and, it. And then I double-checked it, so I saw that Canada already did this. So what I did is I, then I Googled. Again, this took about maybe a total of a minute, right? How much alcohol can you buy in Canada? You can buy. You can cross the border with 8.1 liters. Yeah. So if you can buy 8.1 liters right before you fucking cross the border, you can clearly buy a lot more than two bottles a week. Mm-hmm. That's so fucking goofy. Yeah. But instead of, you know, he saw a video on TikTok and got all riled up because these people were saying it. Yeah. That, and then complains about how people are, like, trying to divide people. It's like, you're fucking doing it, buddy. And then you're spreading that misinformation. 
you have a computer in your pocket that is like a billion times faster than the world's first computer and like a few thousand times smaller Mm -hmm. than a a full floor of a building. It's so goofy. But do you use it? No. Because you're a fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking love it. Ah, what else did I have? Oh, so the same day, I get a text message. So it's a picture. First, it's a picture of a girl's hand holding a wine glass at a table with a wine bottle. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who the fuck is this? And it's like, hey, long time no see. So I'm like, who the fuck is this? So I'm looking at it. Then I reverse look up the area code for the phone number. And I find out it's like, you know, it's in the States. And uh, um, I'm like, wait. So-and-so person I know, I believe their family member lives there. But they're from here. Did they move up there? And I haven't heard from them in a while, so it mm-hmm. makes sense what they said. And But then in the bottom right-hand corner of the picture is like Asian characters. And then something in Asian and then colon and a bunch of numbers. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that looks like an overseas phone number in the picture. Like it's auto-watermarking the image. So I did a reverse image search. It's oh. it's not. It's there was no match anywhere online. So I'm like, um, sorry, you got the wrong number. And like, this is Emily. Isn't this Lucy? I'm like, who the hell is Lucy? I'm like, no, I'm sorry, you've got the wrong number and the gender. <laughs> I wrote LOL, but it looks like you're having a good time. So you know, have a good day. So the next morning, I wake up. I get a text message. Good morning, Lucy. I just said it wasn't Lucy. And I look at it. It's a different phone number. I'm like, you got the wrong number. They're like, this is Emily. This isn't Lucy. I'm like, oh, it's Emily again with a different phone number. So I send a screenshot of the text from the day before. And they're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. May I ask your name? I'm like, ah, this is a scam. I know Uh, it now. I know where this is going. It turns out it's called, like, the slaughtered pig scam. What? It stems from China. Okay. And it can last weeks to years. Why is it called the so, slaughtered pigs? Because they're fattening the pig for slaughter. Oh. So the reason it can last up to years is because some people are more resistant to being scammed. They're smarter in general. Slower deployment. Yes. So first it starts with a inconspicuous oops wrong text message or oops wrong phone call. Yeah. And then it turns to them trying to make it more, like... Provocative? More, no, not even provocative yet. It does lead to that in a lot of cases. Gotcha. But it starts leading to them trying to make it more, like, pleasant and talk to you. I mean, like, oh, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but you know, do you mind if I ask your name? And I just deleted it. Next morning, I get one that just says, howdy, with an exclamation. And I'm like... That's I how fucking, I talk. I don't, yeah, but it's nobody's number I know. <laughs> I just fucking deleted it. I'm, I'm going like, to do yeah. that. When they get a new number, I'm just going to text you. <laughs> I was about to reply just, hey, Emily. <laughs> but here's the thing. Oh my God, I'm, I'm waiting for it again. Mm-hmm. Because now I know where it comes from. Mm-hmm. I have that whole scripted thing of the Chinese oh, nuke text. no. You're going to nuke the guy's phone. Oh, yeah. That's fucking hilarious. First, I'm going to type. First, I'm going to copy and paste the slaughtered pig from Mandarin because I found, like, how it's, you know, written in English. Yep. 
So I was going to send them that and say, nice try, then just start fucking nuking it over and over and over mm-hmm. and over. I I got one of those. I don't remember if I deleted it or not. Let me see if I can find it. Then I got the other one I got to tell you about, too. I think I did get one like that not too long ago. Let's this see if I can one find it. relates to the podcast. Do you want me to tell this one while you're looking? Uh, or do you want me to wait? I'll wait so that way ahead. you can pay attention. Yeah. Oh, I got this. Hey, Nathaniel, your order has been... Yeah, that's just... It's, I don't have an order. Thank you. <laughs> Let's see if I can... I'll, I'll look for a few more seconds. If I can't find it, I'll... You're gonna get a kick Here out. it is. I found it. Hello, how are you today? Howdy. I'm well. <laughs> about yourself? I was just gonna see how far I can go with it. I'm fine, but a little work. Fantastic. How can I help you today? I just delete number, so I don't know if it's wrong. Who are you trying to con- contact? This is Lena. Is this Nicole's number? Please? You probably got the same damn thing. Sadly, this is not Nicole's number. I'm sorry. I dialed the wrong number. I hope you're not offended. Not a problem. I hope you have a good day. Do you live in Luxembourg? How's the weather? I do not. If there was nothing you needed, you have a great day. How old are you? I'm 32 years old. Yeah. And I You got the same thing, I believe. So here's a question for you now. Since yeah. we both had the same similar things, mm-hmm. did you get the letter in the mail saying there was a data breach? No. From a medical company? No. We both work for the same people. <laughs> so we'd no. have the same insurances. I'm pretty sure if there was like there was a, a data breach recently. Actual one? All that got taken was like phone numbers and addresses and names. Nothing like super private or like. Also, know. that's all public when you work for the government. I know. Majority, like your address, it was a it was a data breach on a medical database, name. and then they got like your next appointment date, but they didn't get like medical conditions or social security numbers or anything. Oh, I don't have a I don't have a next appointment date, so I don't get any of that. I don't think. <laughs> but I they got... could have got your phone number from it. I don't recall getting a letter about that. Okay, so here's the other one I got. Mm-hmm. So this one came in on August 29th. It's an email from Francis B. Ooh. Hey there. I hope you are having an awesome Tuesday. I happened to see your podcast episode, and I love what you guys are doing in the space. I wanted to get in touch with you guys. Hold on a second. Is this the best way to get in touch? Did you get this? No. But I'm saying hold on a second, as in was this sent to our email, or was this sent to you personally? No, no, no. That's sent to our podcast. Okay, okay. So then I replied. Oh, where is it? Sent. Let's see. This is like literally my only. So first I looked at his email address. Good good start. Francis at clipcaptions.com. Oh, never heard good diet. <laughs> so then I typed in clip captions. Yeah. The website is actually captionclips.com. Oh, so it's already a fake on a fake. It's a podcast marketing website. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking through the site and they're showing you like, look at all the numbers that show how great we do. Scroll to the bottom, copyright 2023. Can't have much analytical data. Then it talks about how they're using AI for marketing. How like, okay. AI is brand new. You can't have much analytical data. Yeah. I mean So I replied, right? Okay. I said it is, but I'm guessing since the email address is clipcaptions.com, which is Caption Clip's site, this email is being spammed to all podcasts. Also the copyright twenty twenty three pushing uh pushing AI, which is new tech and showing statistics, also going back to the copyright date. As results, <laughs> and of course, not showing any easy-to-find pricing like most legit marketing sites have right up front 
I'm going to say, we're most definitely not interested in what you're selling. And then I wrote a little helpful advice. Don't say I happen to see your podcast episode. Give a definitive episode. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we have 121 episodes to date. Also, include the podcast name in your email. Try and make it look like you at least actually listened to an episode instead of a vague, generalized spam email. Make it You'll personable. You'll probably catch more fish that way. Make it personable. Be like, hey, I saw that episode where you guys were talking about insert very specific thing here. Yeah. And then today I got an email from Francis B. Hello. Hope you are having an awesome Thursday. I saw your podcast episode and love what you guys are doing in this space. I wanted to reach out to you. Is this still a good way to contact you? That's so funny. This, at least it's somewhat better than the last guy. What was it? It was... It was. Oh, um, man. I love when I'm getting fished and I just give him better advice on how to fish better. Yeah. Like, look, look, like you got you to build a little rapport between us before you start doing this. Yeah. Let me give you some advice. That way you're letting them know that you, know, you think they're a fucking idiot and you know scams. <laughs> who was the other one? James Potter. Who was like, here... Well, we I see you're doing a podcast. Let's let's do some stuff. And oh, his name's James Potter. You know what else annoys the shit out of me? What's that? Every time I post the episode on Instagram, within like a minute, uh, a comment pops up. DM this address. Oh, I hate that. So next time, this I usually just delete them off the Instagram right away. Mm-hmm. Next time, I'm gonna click the link to go to the other Instagram page and report that page. That's probably for the best. Yeah, that way we just get rid of them fun i love it we're we're getting less now i think a lot of people have been reporting them and getting the accounts canceled probably or it used to be like four per fucking post or we're falling off we can't even get spammers we can't even get spammers we're falling off chris we're not good enough to even get spammers my mom doesn't even watch this show anymore Uh, probably because i say rude things all the time (laughs) maybe perhaps most likely most likely. Well, Chris, she's like, you guys disgust me. I can't even. I can't even believe you're my son. I wish I drowned you. <laughs> I wish your father didn't stop me when I was holding the pillowcase over the bridge. That's so many layers. There's just a lot going on there. <laughs> yeah, I told you no filters today. Yeah. So I had what? I I don't. Do you ever get the thing where like you're trying to go to sleep and suddenly you start getting like little itches? Fucking everywhere. Uh, itches and uh, I'll have muscle spasms that yeah. just will keep going. Well, I get that like that one. Like a lot of people get the my is it myoclonic jerk? Like right when you go to bed, your foot kicks. Yeah, because you yeah. feel like you're falling or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's some weird like thing. But uh, yeah, so I'm trying to go to bed last night because we had the day off on Wednesday because of the the storm. The storm. Did you look at the satellite images or like the no. radars? We got lucky. Did we? I mean, I heard um, some places flooded, and... No, 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 I'll show you why we got lucky. Like, obviously, the, the hurricane missed us. It went above us. It did. But I took a screenshot of this satellite photo. Mm-hmm. How bad was it for you? I got really high winds, and it tore down one of my canopies, and that's about it. Just lots of rain. So, the blue dot is us. We went right between a major arm and the hurricane. We did. It spiraled right up around us. Look at those fucking storms coming. Where I live is even more outside of it. 
<laughs> where I live specifically is further outside of it than where you are. So yeah, like one of the spirals, we slipped right through between like one arm that had massive storms and the hurricane itself. That's how it goes a lot of times for us. It it often goes around us and doesn't actually hit us. The last major hurricane, it knocked over a potted plant. That's it. The last major one I had to evacuate. Did you? Well, the one that came through like two years straight ago? up the snow, the one from before I started in parks. Oh, I'm talking about the one that came straight up the center and fucking destroyed everything. Yeah, yeah, not that one. Oh, no, I don't even remember that one. I don't you remember. Weren't born one. yet? No, I was around here when I started in parks. You weren't born yet. I'm not that young. That was like six, seven years ago. Oh, I mean, gosh, on. you're a vat baby. You just grew really fast, and that's it. Yes, that's why you're so inept, and women don't like you. Mama's milk make me grow fast. <laughs> sure. I don't know. So what I was saying is like, I went to go to sleep last night, and it's like my knee itched, then my calf itched, mm-hmm. then my shoulder itched, then my head, then my back, then my knee, then my calf, then my shoulder. I'm like, fucking stop. So I'm like laying there for like two hours itching. <laughs> Finally get to sleep, wake up at two, can't get back to sleep. Like, fuck it. Go to work with like, I don't even fucking know. It was like 10.30 when I laid down, and I swear to God, I was itching for like an hour. So I got like three hours of sleep, and... That's rough. Whatever time it is now. It's eight. So, 18 hours awake? Yeah, you can go for a while. Yeah, but it The human body's like, yes, internal organs... It works a lot to... easier when you have eight hours of sleep. That's, That's true. The human, the human body can go about a week 72 hours. Uh, no, three days is when is you start it? to hallucinate. I'm going to try it sometime. Well, it depends. It changes different from people to people, but generally about three days, 72 hours. Once you make it to 72 hours, you're, uh, you start to hallucinate, and I think after that day, you'll you die. your organs will start to shut down. Yeah. I just want to be able to personify the voices. So if I stay awake for three days, I get to see what they look like. <laughs> That's not necessarily true. My... Hey, you've been talking to me my whole life. I remember you. My my friend, she stayed up for 72 hours. And the, when she realized it's time to go to, to bed was when she started seeing spider webs all over the floor. She's like, I need a fucking sleep. This <laughs> is getting out of hand. No, I want the voices to come and play. I, I, I stayed up for... I don't think I've ever done 72. I've done 48. I want to do that, like, that super quiet chamber they say nobody can last an hour in. The devil's, uh, what do they call it? it? It's like the devil's. I have so many fucking, like, a fucking, uh. I think I could do it, too. It'd be like, I'm trying to think of how to explain this. The thoughts in my brain are like a fucking bullet train driver on cocaine just (laughs) hurtling that thing. (laughs) Way faster than it should go. <clears throat> so I have plenty going on. <laughs> That'll distract me from... Is like a semi-truck driving through a nitroglycerin plant in there? On top of the bullet train. On top <laughs> of a bullet train. So it's going fast, and it's really loud, and there's explosions <laughs> yes. everywhere. Bullet train's going like 300 miles an hour. The truck on top's going 380. <laughs> It's just doing 80 on top of the train. Yes, exactly. Amazing. The Blowing guy, lines off the dashboard. just about to say not the paying attention to shit. is just coked out of his mind. And it's like one of those ones that you don't really see on the roads anymore because I don't think they're allowed. 
because you every now and then like certain states don't they only allow one trailer. Mm-hmm. Some still allow two. There's two trailers still allowed. But I believe but there smaller. used to be three, weren't there? I've never seen a third one. Well, this one has like four tankers. <laughs> that must be like full of nitroglycerin. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> two are gas and two are something else that explodes. Talk about. Oh, okay. I see. Yes, I see what you're saying now. Yes. Things to make napalm. Yes. Yeah. So it's gas. Something else. Substance. Gas. Substance. Yep. All on a bed of C4. <laughs> <laughs> and the switch is hooked to the airbag. If you don't crash, it's not a problem. It's like speed. If you crash, it's fucked. Yeah. It's like... I hope it can hit that. Speed. I hope it can hit that bridge that's no higher than the other side and still jump it. Shut up! I'm so glad you've watched that movie. <laughs> it's like it's still a good movie. I love that movie so much. It's so good. It's one of the very few movies I've watched and didn't realize it was Keanu Reeves until like ten years later. <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit!" Did you know that in that Keanu movie? Reeves. In that movie, he had a thing for uh, shit. What's your name? I don't know her name, but I know who you're talking America's about. America Sweetheart. I don't know her she name. dated a Nazi. I, I don't know her. Wait, what? She dated that guy from, like, that motorcycle show, and then he, like, cheated on it with, like, this girl with swastika tattoos and all this other shit. From that motor... Sons of Anarchy? No, 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 no. Like, a show where they built motorcycles. Oh. Not American. Not the... Not, not, I have no idea. I've never watched it. I think it was American issues. Chopper, not um, Orange County Choppers. I have no a clue. His name is like Jesse James. Of course it is. And he just looks like trash. And for some reason, Sandra Bullock. Yes, Sandra Bullock. Found the filing cabinet. So, uh. (laughs) Yeah, hold on. I have to organize real quick. Give me a second. So, uh, apparently he had a crush on her during that movie. Yeah. And she had a crush on him. That's funny. But he thought she was way out of his league. Mm Mm-hmm. And she thought that he would never go out with someone like her. That's so funny. But apparently they're still like best friends to, to this day. Oh, yeah. I guess they message each other every holiday. They talk all the time. That's funny. Keanu Reeves is one of the very few people I actually would like to meet like in Hollywood. I remember reading that like on his birthday. He went. He was in New York City, and he went and got a cupcake. And he went outside the bakery and sat down at the picnic table. And anybody that came up and recognized him, he would just sit there and talk with him and buy him a coffee and stuff <laughs> while he ate his cupcake for his birthday. He's been through a lot of shit, though. He has been through a lot of shit. And he does a lot of helpful, nice stuff that that you don't hear about. Yeah. Moist Critical, the guy you're talking about, is the Keanu Reeves of YouTube. He what? He is the Keanu Reeves of YouTube. Oh, he does like a bunch of... He, he, majority of his money he makes off of YouTube, he donates. He better not do that. He better not monetize, he'll get in trouble like Mr. Beast. What do you mean? Oh, you mean like he doesn't... No. He... Like when he got all those people's LASIK surgery he... and people got pissed that he monetized the video. It's like, how the fuck do you think he pays for it? <laughs> he He's does... got to make money to help people, you dipshits. He doesn't make it very uh, apparent with what he does with his money. I don't mind if you're doing it apparent or not. Because like... In the guy I just mentioned's case, if he doesn't make it apparent, he's not making money to do it again. He doesn't need to. But he does use that money to help even more people. Yeah. So don't get pissed off at him. Just yeah. stop being dickheads. Everybody yeah. just stop being dickheads. That's what we got to do. Yeah, I agree. What did they say in Bill and Ted? Be cool to each other? Be cool to one another? Something like that? 
it was something like that. It's been a while since I watched Bill and Ted. I think it is like and be cool to one another, righteous. Yeah, something like that. Righteous one another. <laughs> Anyways, Chris, I have story. You have story. Have we story. should talk about story. Yes. I think I go first today. I, I believe you do. That's fine. I don't mind going first. I'm really hoping we didn't do Hold this, on. but I cannot, for the life of me, remember like us doing this. And it sounds so very, like, it's very particular. I think I would remember doing the story. So, I go gotta, ahead. like, correct. I just noticed that, like, mm-hmm. there's, like, a spelling issue. Like, it put one letter of the word I was writing. So I wanted to fix it before I get to it and get stumped. You'll still get stumped, let's be fair. Well, now the word's going down (laughs) instead of across. Oh, it is. Because I didn't have room. That's all right. It's hard to write with these big crayons. Have you heard of Sada Abe? Sada Te? No, Sada Abe. Sada Te. No. You've probably never seen Pootie Tang. No. I have not seen Pootie Tang. What the fuck was the other one? Tap the pity on the runny kind? I Okay. You'd have to watch it. It's fucking weird. Okay. So you haven't heard of this person? No. Well, boy strap in for a fucking story. It's kind of wild, yo. Mine's just fucking dark. Mine? Fucking. One hmm. of the things is that I don't even understand still. I'm not entirely sure how to label this. It is bad. It is true crime. We're doing is, true crime, by the way. It is a crime that has been committed, but it's it's a very strange set of circumstances surrounding and I got mine's got trigger warning. Oh well, I'm not gonna give you any warnings. It's the podcast. Still, <clears throat> there's a lot in this one, so let's just say a blanket warning to everybody. We will be talking about sexual things and we will be talking about murdery things. That is all. Okay. We will continue on. Do we have to? No, we can stop right here. We can go home. We just go cuddle and sleep. I'm tired. Mm, who's Big Spoon? Me, I'm taller. That doesn't mean you go anything. By size, yes. No, you don't. Big spoon is obviously bigger than small spoon. I have been both spoons. <laughs> and I, with the same person, I am bigger than that person. I told Sometimes... John to leave you alone. <laughs> it's funny you say that, actually. He was named John. How do you know? <laughs> I was turning tricks. They're all named John. Uh, I'm talking about John from Parks and Rec. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Which John? John, who used to uh, watch Marvel movies with you. I wasn't going to say his full name. Okay, because there was another John that also Spanish went to... Spanish John. Okay, got it. Not Redhead John. No. Do you know? Did you ever meet Redhead John? I don't think so. He showed up to go to the movies once, and then he opens up his jacket, and he's got all these beers inside. I'm like, really, dude? Oh, my God. <laughs> not that guy. We call him. Um, We call him Mexican. He's not, but everyone insists that he's Mexican. He's what is he? Guatemalan. I was going to say Guatemalan. I was fucking totally going to say, I was going to say, he's Guatemalan, and mm. I don't, didn't really know. Yes. He's Guatemalan. Or that could be a lie. It's it funnier is. this way. It's a lie. Just ask him. Never mind. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> Put the filters on. Air brakes. Listen, there's a lot of things that me and John have said to one another and texted to one another that had anyone else hear it. Okay. okay. Here, here's how we can determine mm-hmm. if he's Guatemalan or not. How is he at taking care of the... No. 
<laughs> Very How good. How good is he at his job? Very good. There you go. There's your answer. He's also the fucking laziest piece of shit I know. Doesn't but he have his purpose. own? No. Oh, I thought he had his own now. No. So, Sade Abe was the seventh of eight children um, born to Shigeyoshi and Katsu Abe. Seventh? Seventh out of eight. He wasn't the sixth son of the sixth son of she, the sixth son. She. she. She's the seventh son, daughter of the seventh daughter of the seventh daughter. No. She's God. No. She was the seventh out of eight children. I, I'll, I'll mention that later. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, to an upper middle class family of tatami mat makers. Okay. Just really strange. Those are like those little. This is also in the like bamboo mats. Yes, this is like in the. She was born in. Are those the ones that roll up the cut? Yes. Okay. That's called Tamashigiri. Oh, speaking or of which, depending on who. You when are. my sword gets here, we got to get some bodies. I got to test it. In Minecraft. In Minecraft. We'll cut up some bodies. I have the whole mounds in the backyard. In Minecraft. In Minecraft. Okay. Have you been hearing that no. that's been going on? No. So YouTube is very strict with that kind of stuff, and they've been getting not just YouTube. This isn't YouTube. Well, people have been like, we don't even have the FCC watching us. <laughs> We're good. We have Taiwan. I don't care. That's true. I don't care if we get banned. That's from true. Country. <laughs> but a lot of people have been saying like, um, that doesn't exist. Whenever, whoa, whoa, pump your brakes, there, buddy. You better watch your fucking tone of voice. Taiwan's like Pangea. They don't exist. Don't. You watch your fucking voice. Anyways. uh, Only four of the uh, eight children, unfortunately, did survive to adulthood. Um, And Sada was the youngest of those four that survived. Sada's father originally was adopted into that family and then eventually inherited the part. I'm going to give you a little bit of background. I'm not going to give you all of their backgrounds, but I'm going to give you a little bit of their background. It doesn't make too much a difference, but it is interesting to me. Um, But he was adopted into the family, and then he later then inherited the tatami mat shop. Um, And he was 52 at the age of Sada's birth. How come? Mm -hmm. He was 52 when she was born? Correct. And he's adopted into the family. Correct. That's weird. He was adopted into the... How old was he when he was adopted? I do not know. It I mean, if he was, like, much. young, that would make her parents, like, ancient. He was young when he was adopted into the family. I would imagine probably around, like, 8 or 12. Okay, so if he was 8 or 12 and her parents were, say, 20, when they adopted him... No. No, 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 no. You're misunderstanding. I think I am. Sada's father yeah. was adopted into the Abe Oh, family. okay, yes. I was like thinking it was like a sibling that was adopted. I'm like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> he was 52 when she was born? How old were they? Uh, no. Man. Her father was adopted into the Abe Good family. going, getting on at 80 and having a kid. <laughs> Not to mention seven, eight kids. No, her father was adopted into the Abe family, and to which he eventually inherited the tatami yes, shop. I got it. And then married, and then had eight children, Sada being one of them, and she was born when he was 52. Got it. Okay? That's um, old to have a kid. That is very old to have a kid. 
I would not have a kid that old, but I they had my kid when I was like 82. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're the god of the universe, so it's fine. I am. Center. Center. Yeah, but you're a god of no. it. I, I don't like... It's you like don't like calling, It's like calling people sir, you know? I don't, I don't want to... <laughs> you don't like the honorific? No. Just, okay. Just say center. Apparently, he was described as a honest and upright man who neither... Who had neither conspicuous vices nor any brushes with the law, although some acquaintances reported him to have somewhat self-centered, uh, uh, to be somewhat self-centered and with the taste of extravagance. Likewise, Sada's mother had no known legal or moral blemishes on her record, so her families are fairly, they're fairly well, okay, they're 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 pretty upstanding people. Sada's brothers, uh, her brother. Uh, Shintaro was known as a womanizer, and after his marriage, he ran away with the parents' money. Her okay, sister... so all of them except him. Well, the the parents are good. Yes. The kids, not so much. So I'm guessing the place made pretty good money, so the kids were maybe spoiled? I don't know if they were necessarily spoiled, because they're not, like, rich. They're just okay. Yeah. They're 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 doing all right. Uh, wish I can get there someday. <laughs> yeah. Her sister, uh, Teruko, was also known to have several lovers, and that's not okay. So Sada's father sent Teruko to work in a brothel, then not an uncommon huh. way to punish female sexual promiscuity. Wait, 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 wait! How is that punishing it? <laughs> You're having sex with too many people. Go over there and have sex with more people. Correct, because then it's people that she doesn't get to choose. Oh, okay. Yes. Still weird. No, I agree. <laughs> Although he soon... How bought... dare you eat two pieces of cake? Go eat six more, you son of a bitch. Did you ever watch um, Matilda? Yes. There you go. It happened to my my mother. She got caught smoking a cigarette, so her father made her smoke the whole pack in one sitting. Yeah, so it Plus works. throwing up. It works. I don't think it's a it good worked way great. to do it. Where is she? Well, <laughs> she, she's somewhere. Yeah. Uh, although he soon bought her back, uh, Teruko's past was not considered a hindrance to marriage for those of the Abe class um, at the time. And so she soon married. That's it. That's all the family life. You're going to get some of her early life, though. Um, where do I start though? That's the important question because like the color she learned to read, <laughs> learned to write at the age of three. She and learned how all. to walk that's at the, the age story. of five. She learned how to talk at the age of seven. She learned how to read and write. Uh, those might factually be incorrect. I don't know. I was just randomly saying numbers, arbitrarily saying numbers. Mm, both work. So her mother doted on Sada, uh, who was the youngest surviving child, and allowed her to do as she wished, essentially. So she was, like, the spoiled of all the spoiled kids. Okay. Uh, She encouraged Abe to take lessons in singing and playing uh, the... I'm going to fuck up this musical instrument. I can never pronounce it. The shamisen. Never heard of it. It's like a, a Japanese banjo. Okay. You've seen them. I know someone that learned to play that it's, table thing they play. That's Chinese. Yeah. That's a... It starts with a G. Gozen. I don't know. Gozen. I saw somebody doing, like, metal on it. I'm like, oh, my God, that sounds cool. It is pretty cool. Um, No, but it's, like, a banjo. It only has, like, 
three or four strings. Oh, and I've you seen play them. With they got like kind the big weird... tuning sticks on yep, top. Yep, that's yes. it. Shami Sun. Sen. Both activities which at the time were mostly closely associated with geisha and occasionally lower class professions and prostitutes then with the class, uh, classical artistic activities which at the time were more closely I just read the same thing twice. Endeavor. Geisha were considered glamorous celebrities at the time and Abba herself uh, pursued this image by skipping school for her music lessons and wearing stylish makeup. Ah. Um, so as the family problems of over her siblings, Teruko and, and her brother became more pressing, Abba was often sent out of the house alone. She soon fell in with a group of similar independent teenagers at the age of 14 during one of her outings with the group. She was unfortunately, um, hmm. how do I say it in the nicest way possible? Sexually assaulted. I was going to say, just say assaulted. Essayed. It kind of. The implications there already. Mm-hmm. Uh, by one of her acquaintances, a university student, her parents initially defended and supported her, but she became a difficult teenager. I wonder why. As the as Abba became, oh, more... I'm sorry, mom and dad. I was traumatized. Yeah. As she became more uh, irresponsible and uncontrolling, her parents sold her to a geisha house. In Yokohama. Like, you want to be a geisha, you're going to be a geisha. In 1922. Kind of. That's kind of how it was. Yeah, exactly. That's Hoping how... to find her place in society with some direction. Uh, Toku Aba, Sada's oldest sister, testified that Sada wished to become a geisha. Sada herself, however, claimed that her father made her a geisha as a punishment for her. I thought that was like a respectable thing. In this time, it is. Yeah. It. it I. It, yes and no. So there's always some level of it where it's like you are a lower class person, but there is still that level of like you are sought after by higher class people, so it's still respectable. I heard some weird. Also, shit this about... is the '90s. This isn't. Oh, like, okay, okay. So this yeah. isn't back in like. No, no. This is when she was sent to the geisha house. It was 1922. Oh, okay, I remember hearing stories about how like it was kind of fucked up, like back in the day, like samurai would like go to those places mm-hmm. and then it was their wife's responsibility to go pay the tab mm-hmm. like, that is so shitty mm-hmm. i'm cheating on you now go pay her i wasn't seen as cheating though no i know but that's what i'm saying back then yeah i dude it's japan class system and like hierarchy is is a strange thing to consider i was just talking about some of that the other day yeah We'll get into it later because they. Yeah, I'm not gonna this, get into this. This spirals about. out of control slowly, but then it like takes a deeper turn, and it just gets crazier and crazier. But well, I'll try not to put everything into this because there's a lot of background that's not very important, but kind of interesting to read. Um, where was I at? She was sent to a geisha house. Abe's encounters with geisha would prove to be a frustrating and disappointing one. To become a true star among geisha requires the apprenticeship from childhood with years of spent training and studying the arts and music. Abe never pros- uh, progressed beyond a low rank, and one of her main duties was to provide sex for clients. Uh, she worked for five years in this capacity and eventually contracted syphilis. Since this meant she would 
be required to undergo regular physical examinations just as a legal licensed prostitute would, Abba decided to enter a better paying profession. Prostitution. By the way, this is uh this is so much better. This is legal prostitution in Japan. Mine my story goes the other way. Okay. I I mean, it's not going to turn out great. No, I'm, mine I'm gonna, doesn't either. Mine's bad, but it goes the other way. I'm going I'm just going to say that it doesn't turn out great. Uh she began working as a prostitute in Osaka, famous for some brothels in the district. Uh, but soon gained a reputation as a troublemaker. She stole money from clients and attempted to leave the brothel several times, but was soon tracked down um, by well-organized legal prostitution system. After two years, Eva eventually succeeded in escaping. Um, <laughs> so she escaped from the brothels in legal prostitution. So she then began to work as a waitress. However, that didn't really pay much. So she was like, I know what I'll do. I'll do prostitution, prostitution again, but this time illegally or unregistered. Um, and she's just going farther down the prostitute ladder. Yes. And then began working in unlicensed brothels in Osaka. Abba's mother died in January 1933, and Abba traveled to Tokyo to visit her father in her mother's grave. She entered into a. Pro- she then at in Tokyo entered into the prostitution market there, and while there became a mistress for the first time ever, um, and then her father fell gravely ill, unfortunately, and he passed away shortly after, in nineteen thirty four. So a year, actually, almost exactly a year after his wife passed away, in October of nineteen thirty four, Abe was arrested in a raid on the unlicensed brothel at which she was working at the time. And one of the owners of the brothel was well-connected and arranged for her release. She was um, then basically made to be his mistress. Like as to pay him back for what he did? Kind of, yeah. But never getting to be able to pay it off. Yeah, indentured well, servitude. Well, it's not indentured servitude because it wasn't like he owned her; she could leave. Uh, she he set up a house for her, um, and provided her with an income. I mean, it sounds like she's doing better. It does sound like she's doing better. I will admit, um, she has a house and an income, <clears throat> and one person she has to yeah be with. So we know. Things aren't going to go great for her. So we're just going to kind of skip a little bit down. <laughs> we're going to avant-garde this bitch. I have no idea. That doesn't make any so sense. So he's given the testimony before, uh, and he, he he gives a disposition to the police, and he remembers saying, like, uh, or he, he remembered her saying she was a really strong and powerful one, even though I'm pretty I should jaded. She was uh, something enough to astound me. She wasn't satisfied unless we did it two or three or four times a night. To hear it was to her it was unacceptable unless I had my hand on her private parts all night long. At first it was great, but after a couple of weeks I got exhausted. Uh, when Abba suggested that he leave his wife to marry her, he would f- refused. She then asked um, him to allow her to take another lover, which he also refused to do. So afterwards, the relationship ended. 
uh, and to escape him, Abai left for Nagayo, uh, Nagoya. Nagoya. Why can't I say Nagoya? It's Nagoya. No idea. What were you going to say? When I said avant-garde this bitch, I meant as in the story, <laughs> not as in the person in the story. I just realized after I said it, I'm like, oh, that can mm. badly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so he made some remarks on her saying, so the first, this is all in the same kind of like day, uh, disposition when he makes these remarks saying that she was a strong and really powerful person, uh, like her looks wise and how she would go at it multiple times a night. Um, he then falls up with, she is a slut, a whore and, uh, and huh. as what she had done makes clear, she is a woman who men should fear. Then Abba responds with, "He didn't love me and treat me like, and he would treat me like an animal. He was the kind of scum who would then, uh, who then pleaded with me when I said that we should break up." So they're both just saying shitty things about each other, like a normal breakup. Yep, basically in Nagoya, in 1935, again. Intending to leave the sex industry, Abba began working as a maid at a restaurant. So she became, and and she, oh God, I can't keep stuttering. She soon became romantically involved with a customer at the restaurant, Goro uh, Omiya, a professor and banker who inspired to becoming a member of the kind of political system of Japan. I'm not going to get into the political system of Japan because it is complicated. That's why I'm going to simplify it, say the political system. Knowing the restaurant would not tolerate a maid having sexual relations with the client and having become bored with Nagoya, she returned to Tokyo in June. Omaya met Abba in Tokyo and finding that she had previously contracted Tiflis, paid for her to stay at a hot spring resort in Kus- uh, Kusatsu. I learned something interesting mm-hmm. about Japan. Mm-hmm watching a show that one of my favorite bands did. What's that? If you go to visit Japan and you have, like, tattoos, cover them. Yes. Because, like, the guy, they were performing a concert there, and he was, like, outside the club, and suddenly two tattooed guys came up on each side of him and kind of squeezed him. Mm -hmm. And he finished his cigarette and went inside, and they're all like, good thing you came inside. That was the Yakuza. Yep. Because if you have tattoos, you're kind of considered... You might be in a gang and a rival. Yes. They see tattoos as... I, Japan now is doing better with that. This wasn't that long ago. Yeah, this is probably like the 90s, I would assume. Mm. The show. Early 2000s? It was in the 2000s. I would say early 2000s. Because um, like today, Japan will still have a negative connotation with tattoos. Um, But generally, yeah. If you do have tattoos, cover them up. Also, most... Hot springs or anything like that will not allow you into the hot springs if you have tattoos. So, really? Yes. Oh, because of the negative? There's a few reasons why. There's negative oh, connotations no. for being criminals. There's also, um, they think it's not very clean for you to have tattoos, which is strange, but... Hurricane Adelia causes 100-year-old oak tree to split and fall on DeSantis' mansion. <laughs> Did it really? Yeah. That's funny. Kind of goofy. Act of God. Sure. Um, I'm looking up that year. Do you want me to continue while you're looking? Yeah, you can. So, 
That guy who's has aspirations of being a politician. Two thousand eight. Hmm. I feel like even then it should have been better by then, but it, I don't know. I don't keep up with. Well, Japan it's a punk play, man. They're playing it like you know. That is true. I don't know how much you know about the nightlife of Japan, but it's kind of fucking rough. It's night. They're playing at like uh, some major opera house or something. You know. Oh, really? That's goofy. <laughs> I love it. Um. So the the guy, um, Umaya. Uh, put her into a hot spring resort in January. Uh, Omaya suggested that Abe could become a, it could be financially independent by opening up a small restaurant and recommended that she start working as an apprentice in the restaurant business. This is a lot of buildup. I, I do realize there's a lot of backstory that doesn't seem that important, but it kind of does kind of like give you an idea of what she's gone through and what's happening to her to get to the point where it's the bad part. I think it's interesting. So back in Tokyo, Abe began working well, as an apprentice. Yes. You do also like the history aspect of things, so you do like the backstories. Because I like seeing what led up to it. Because you can kind of follow the footprints of it and go, I understand how it led to this. I don't agree with it, but I understand how it led to this. It's like the, if you ever read the book about Charles Manson. Mm-hmm. Yes. Fucking crazy shit led up to that. Then it was one stupid thing that made him snap. It's it's like, wow. Yeah. You know, you got pushed so far that one little thing was that. That was it. So she became an apprentice uh, at a restaurant on February 1st, 1936. The owner of the establishment was Kijito Ishida, who was 42 at the time. Uh, he had worked his way up in the business, starting as an apprentice at the restaurant, specializing in eel dishes. Not that important, but I thought it was kind of interesting. He had opened um, that restaurant in Tokyo's uh, Nakano neighborhood in 1920. When Abba joined the restaurant, Ishinda had become known as a womanizer, who by that time did little in the way of actually running the restaurant. And his wife actually was the manager. <laughs> And was the one primarily running it. Uh, not long after Abba began working at the restaurant, Ishinda began making uh, <laughs> amorous advances towards her. Amorous. Amorous. I broke my pen. Mm-hmm. I went to pull a plastic cover off and it pulled the tip out. Damn, that's, that's fantastic. I'm glad you broke it right now. So... Mm-hmm. The politician guy wasn't satisfying Abba sexually. And she, because of that, she Too was... paperwork. Yeah, was responsive to Ishinda's approaches. In mid-April, this is kind of where it, like... This is where you start falling down the staircase. We We have slowly, like, built, walked up the staircase for her backstory. This is where we're going to start steadily declining down. Okay. Because it gets... Hmm. We're going through all seven rings of hell. We're about to go through all seven rings of passion right here. Uh, where was it? Mid-April. Ishinda and, uh, Ishinda and Abba initiate their sexual relationship in a restaurant to the accompaniment of romantic ballads sung by one of the restaurant's geisha. <laughs> 
It specifies this. That's so the only way we're just it. doing it in front of a geisha singing for them. It's not uncommon. I don't think it was like in front of them. There's probably like a sheet, a um, paper sheet separating them. <clears throat> On April 23rd, 1936, Abba and Ishii met for a prearranged sexual encounter at a tea house. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, so this was before like love hotels really existed. So this is the equivalent of a love hotel. So instead of a love hotel, you just go full exhibitionist. It's it's at a tea house, and this was very common for that time where people like at tea houses would do this. It's not like out in an open. It wasn't room. that long ago. It. I know. But this well, is like bef- just like at this the is time. Before, yeah, this is before love hotels were like a, a, a real thing. Um. <laughs> Planning for only a short fling, the couple instead remain in bed for four days. Well, the other guy said she was insatiable. On the night of April 27th, they moved to another tea house in a distant neighborhood of Fuku... <laughs> Futako? I don't know why I say it so weird. Futako. Uh, where they continued to drink and have sex, occasionally with the accompaniments of geisha singing, and would continue even as maids entered the room to serve sake. They next move to <laughs> the Ugu neighborhood. Ugu, O-G-U. Uh, Ishina did not actually return to his restaurant until the morning of May 8th after being absent for almost two weeks. Ishinda and Aba later said that it it is hard to say exactly what was so good about Ishinda, but it was impossible to say anything bad about his looks his attitude, his skills as a lover, the way he expressed his feelings. I had never met such a sexy man, says Abba. Yeah. So for two weeks, they just fucking fucked. They were rabbits. They were going at it nonstop, drinking, all fun. She had to make sure the syphilis took. <clears throat> yeah. After their two weeks encounter ended, Abba became uh, agitated and began drinking excessively. She said that Within Shinda, she had come to know true love for the first time in her life. So she has to drink. Cause she, well, he's married. Yeah. So she she's like, ah, oh, fucking, ah. And the thought of Isha being back with his wife made her intensely jealous. Just over a week before Shinda eventually, eventual passing, spoiler, um, Abba began to contemplate his murder. On May 9th, 1936, she attended a play in which a geisha attacks her lover with a large knife, after which she decided... She attacked the lover with a large knife. She... Yes. After which she decided... <laughs> attacked the lover's wife. <laughs> ...to threaten Ishinda with a knife the next meeting. On May 11th, two days later... There you go, people. Media leads to... Abba pawned... Um, yeah, right? <laughs> Abba pawned some of her clothing and used the money to buy a kitchen knife. She later described meeting Ishinda that night, and I pulled, in quotes, I pulled the kitchen knife out of my bag and threatened him as he had, as had been done in the play I seen, saying, Kichi, you wore that kimono just to please one of your favorite customers. You bastard, I'll kill you for that. She was quoting the play. <laughs> How do you think Ishinda... Ishida responded to that. I just, out of pure curiosity, how do you think you responded to that? What, what would you think? Someone pulls a knife on you, starts quoting a play to you, and threatening you. 
how do you respond? Punch him. You punch him? Yeah. Just deck him? Fuck yeah, before they get a swing in. So you get to go for, go for that, you know, you gotta go for the surprise attack. Ishida was startled and drew away a little bit. But then he seemed delighted with it all. That she was willing to fight for him? Ishida and Aba returned to Ogu, where they remain until his death. During during their lovemaking this time, Abba put the knife to the base of... <laughs> I have read this, and I do know what happens, but it's just... It gets... This is this is the downfall. This is the, 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 the proverbial staircase we're about to fall down. Does she bob at him? <clears throat> she puts the knife to the base of Ishinda's genitals and said that she would make sure he would never play around with another woman. Ishida laughed at this. Two nights into this bout of sex, Abba began choking Ishida, and he told her to continue, saying that this is increasing his pleasure. She had <laughs> she had him do it to her as well. On the evening of May 16th, 1936, Abba used her obi, which is her belt, um to cut off Ishida's breathing during an orgasm. They both enjoyed it, and they repeated this for two more hours. Once Abba stopped the strangulation, Ishida's face became distorted and would not return to its normal appearance. Ishida took 30 tablets of a sedative to try and soothe his pain. According to Abba, Ishida started to doze, and he told her... You'll put the cord around my neck and squeeze it again when I, while I'm sleeping, won't you? If you start what? to... Sh- yep, yep. Things are getting way out of hand really quick. Yeah. Yeah, it gets way out of hand really quick. Uh, You'll put the cord around my neck and squeeze it again while I'm sleeping, won't you? If you start to strangle me, don't stop because it is so painful afterwards. Abba commented uh, saying that well, if you don't stop, you're going to... There's only one end to this mm, if you don't stop. I wonder what happens next, Chris. <laughs> uh, she wondered if he had wanted her to actually kill him, but on the reflection, she decided he must have been joking. About 2 a.m. on May 18th, 1936. I don't know why I keep adding the day. Uh, the, 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 the year. It's the same year. It's just slightly di- later on. It's two days later. As Ishida was asleep... Abba wrapped her sash twice around his neck and strangled him to death. I'm going to let that sink in for a second. What? She killed him. Yeah. It gets worse. You having sex with him? So so we're going to jump a little ahead. We know what happens. She does eventually get caught. um, But I'm adding this in right here to kind of like just added in she told police after she had killed Ishida I felt totally at ease as though a heavy burden had been lifted from my shoulders and I felt a sense of clarity that's that post it's the post nut clarity yeah she's done it she finally had it after lying with Ishida's body for a few hours she next severed his genitals both got some popsicle sticks and duct tape uh uh huh um, so she severed the genitals with the kitchen knife that she had previously bought, wrapped them in a magazine cover, and kept them. Ah, as one does. Mm-hmm. With 
the blood she wrote Sada Ishida no Kichi Futari Kiri, which means we Sada and Kichi Ishida are alone. So um, where'd, where'd she write that? On the left side of his thigh. So she just left her name right there for mm-hmm. the cops to find her? Mm-hmm. Ah, smart. Yep. And on the bed sheet, she carved Sada, the character of her name. <laughs> did, she, did she tell him, like, write her address where she was going to be or anything as well? <sighs> yes, and feces on the wall, she wrote her address. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This this wasn't on her bed sheet. Uh, the, the, the other thing was on his left eyes and on the bed sheet. She then carved her name, Sada, into his left arm. Ah. Sorry. Just to clarify. After putting on Ishada's underwear, I don't, I don't like, pulled it onto his body. Okay. She left the inn at about 8 a.m. telling Nobody the staff, would notice the blood. Telling the staff, do not disturb him. He's, she's just going to sleep for a while. After leaving the inn, Abba met a former lover, the the politician. She repeatedly apologized to him, but he thought... He said, you should really read this magazine, and handed it to him. <laughs> uh, she kept apologizing to him. He thought she was apologizing for having another lover. In actuality, Abba was apologizing to him because she knew his connection to her to her would ruin his career. Yeah. Um, after Ishida's body was discovered, a search was launched for Abba, who had gone missing on May 19th, 1936. The newspaper picked up the story, and guess what? The politician's career was completely ruined. Mm. Yeah, immediately. Um, Abba's life was under intense public scrutiny, and from that point onwards. Yep, 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 yep. Uh... The circumstance surrounding Ishida's death immediately caused the nas- uh, national sensation and ensuing frenzy for the search of Abba, and it was c- and this this frenzy was has two nicknames, which is interesting. It has one nickname, which is the Abba Sada Panic, not that crazy. It has another nickname, which is the Goichi Hachi. So the reason why it's called the Go Ichihachi. Um, what does that mean? Go Ichihachi is a number. So Go 5, Ichihachi is 18. Or 1, 8, Ichihachi. It's the day in the month. That's also the area code of the place I still call home. Oh, that's neat. 518? Yeah. Neat. The reason why it's called the Go Ichihachi incident is because... Just a few months before that, there was a attempted coup in Japan that took place on February 26th, which was known as the Ni-Niroku incident, which is February 26th. And because of that, and it happened at the same time, it now has that nickname as Go-Ichihachi. That's it. That's all I want to add. It was a lot of panic. It was so much panic. Um... That people were calling in to cite her at wrong places. Um, there was one place that they called in in Ginza, and because of it, there was a fucking large traffic jam with people trying to go there. Um, to, like catch a glimpse of her. Or yeah, something? yeah. Basically, 
it she became super publicized. 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 And wait, wait, what year was this? 1936. And to this day, true crime is still a huge thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. It's so. On May nineteenth, nineteen thirty-six, when this is all happening, Abba went shopping, saw a movie under the pseudonym under a pseudonym. I don't know what pseudonym. She stayed in an inn in Shinigawa on May twentieth. Where I'm she assuming the pseudonym was for the inn. Inn. Yes. But I don't think you need to give your I, name to go see a movie. There is a space and a period in between that sentence. I just didn't add it in my statement. <laughs> Abba went shopping and saw a movie space under a pseudonym. She stayed in an inn in Shinigawa. On May 20th, uh, where she had... Oh, sorry. She stayed at the inn in Shinigawa on May 20th, where she had uh, a massage and drank three bottles of beer. She spent the day writing farewell letters to the politician, a friend of hers, um... And the guy she killed, Ishida. Ishida. Abba planned to commit suicide one week after the murder, and it gets we're we're still going downhill right now, guys. So I just will I just trigger warning. <laughs> Things don't get great right here. She practiced or she participated in what is known as necrophilia. With the body part? With the body part. Ah. She still has it. I felt attached to Ishida's genitals and thought that the only thought that only why after not taking leave from it quietly could i then die i unwrapped the paper holding the appendage appendage uh-huh and i tried I, I put it in my mouth i even tried to insert it inside me it didn't work out of it though i kept trying and trying then i decided that i would flee osaka Staying with Ishida's genitals all the while. In the end, I would jump from a cliff from Mount Ikoma while holding his genitals. I'm guessing she didn't make it to the cliff. If she's she did not. She did not. This. At four o'clock in the afternoon, police detectives, suspicious of the alias under which Abba had registered, came to her room stating, don't be so formal. She told them, you're looking for Sada Abba, right? Well, that's me. I am Sada Abba. When the she, police she checked in as Abba Sada. Yep. <laughs> this will throw him for a loop. It's not Abba. I've been saying Abba. It's Abe. I've been saying Abba this entire... It is Sada Abe. Ah, okay. I just want to clarify. It is Abe. Uh, when the police were not convinced that she was Sada Abe... She threw uh, the penis at them. She kind of did. She displayed the genitals as proof. She was arrested. Sorry, sorry, the appendage. My apologies. She didn't throw it. She just merely, look what I have. Here you go. She she lightly tossed it. She was interrogated over a long period of time. Uh, when she was asked why she had severed Shinda's genitals, Abba replied, Abe replied, uh, because I couldn't take his head or body with me. I wanted to take a part of him that brought me back to the most vivid memory. I had a burp. Sorry about that. The interrogation officer was struck by Habe's demeanor when asked why she had killed Ishida. Immediately, she became excited and her eyes sparkled in a strange way, he states. Her answers, he, or rather, he, oh, rather, she answered with 
Get your pronouns straight. I well, it wasn't that I was fucking up. It was just the whole sentence I was fucking up. She would answer with, "I loved him so much, I wanted him all to myself." But since we were not husband and wife, as long as he lived, he could be embraced by another woman. I knew that if I killed him, no other woman would ever touch him again. But he so did I also ask for her to kill him two days before she actually did. Well, I mean, it's going to be more yeah turn on if it's a surprise. But sure. I I think I don't know. I well I think about some... it this way. Mm-hmm. If someone's giving you a birthday present, you want them to tell you tell you what it is before they open it. You know. See, I don't know if that's that's quite the same. No, it sure. totally is. I mean, it was wrapped with a ribbon. <laughs> I mean, it was wrapped with something. I don't know if it was a ribbon. In an except in an attempt to explain what distinguish Abe's case from over a dozen other similar cases in Japan. William Johnston suggests that the answer to which captivates the imagination of the nation, because this did become extremely public and was extremely popular. I wouldn't be surprised if it turned into like a love story type play. Several. See? Actually. I'm yes. good at this game. So... They differentiate her crime to other ones in similar, like, because it wasn't out of jealousy. She had not killed out of jealousy, but out of love. But she literally said that she didn't want anyone else to have it because I was jealous of them. And it was like, Which is also, I mean, it's kind of the same thing. It's the same thing. I, I get there is a difference, but this is the same thing. Just You can't really have jealousy without the extra other Extra steps. Uh, so... Some people note that one of the reasons why this became so popular at the time was because the incident occurred at the time when Japanese media were preoccupied with extremely political and military troubles, uh, including the Niroku uh, incident, which is... So that this whole Romeo and Juliet thing just kind of took their attention away from all the other shit. Yes. Yep. Yep, basically. He suggested that the... Centralization of the scandal uh, was another kind of one of it, where it was like, because at the time of this this era of Japan, not only was the war like happening and people were like worried about that going on, uh, there was also a arrow guru, um, Nemesen, none. Namaste. Nope, it's Nansensu. So, Eroguru Nansensu, uh, which is erotic, grotesque nonsense, which was a popular style of kind of art and way of doing things in Japan at that time. Like, too over the top, provocative type of stuff. You ever watch, or not watch, but you ever seen like some of the Japanese like art where they're like, it's a dead girl with her breasts exposed and her. We had missing. a story about that. Yeah, the so person with the uh, skeleton. Yeah, so it was kind of like that. Or not kind of. It was that. It was that kind of era of Japan where they had this like over the top, grotesque sexual kind of idea. Yeah, which story it was, but it was like the the dead girl came back. Yeah. Yes. And there's like the big picture of it and stuff. Yep. So 
that in combination with the war, it kind of really central, uh, not centralized, but um, sensationalized. Thank you, sensationalized this whole event. I know words. When the details of the crime were made public, rumors began to circulate that Ishida's <laughs> Ishida's genitals were uh, of extraordinary size. However, the police officer who was interrogating Abe after her arrest denied this, saying Ishida's was just average. Abe told me size doesn't ma- doesn't make a man in bed technique and his desire to please me were what i liked about ishida that's it's not like the bullshit line girls give people i know but she literally killed this dude for it so i don't know if it's that bullshit i was wondering why i'm missing a chunk of my knuckle also we know that um we know for a fact that he was not more well endowed than others because we saw it after her arrest ishida's Genitals were moved to Tokyo University Medical School and Medical school, Medical School's Pathology Museum, where they were on public display. <laughs> Soon after World War II ended, next to Rasputin's for uh, comparison. Yes, 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 yes. Um, soon after World War II ended, they have disappeared. They they're, they're being used in college dis- pranks. Well, I'm sorry, they were displayed soon after World War II ended. But have since disappeared. So I don't know when they disappeared. So you know how like fraternities do the prank where you gotta like steal a body? No. This is kind of like that. No, I don't actually know. What do you mean steal a body? It's like in movies and shit all the time. They always like make them go to the morgue at the college and like steal a body. That's a crime. Yeah. A very That's usually what happens in the movie. They get in trouble. This one was like, what the hell's the female fraternity? Sorority? Yes. It was a sorority prank. Oh my God. It's so, on display in some sorority house. Yeah. Um, she was convicted. She was tried and convicted. Though there were some weird statements by the judge that I kind of want to go over. Um, the judge presiding over the trial admitted to being sexually aroused by some of the details involved in the case. He admitted it? Yeah. Yet made That's sure smart. the trial was held with Someone's the utmost, career already got ruined by this. Most seriousness. Abe's statement before receiving sentence be, uh, began. Well, uh... I don't know how to sentence her because this is kind of hot. Yeah. The thing I regret the most about this incident is that I have come to be misunderstood as some kind of sexual pervert. There had never been... She said this? She's saying this. Okay. Um, I thought the judge said this? No, 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 no. The, Abe, before the sentencing even began, she said that the thing I regret the most about this incident is that I have come to be misunderstood as some kind of sexual pervert. The thing I've come to regret about this is the last time didn't work. There had never been a man in my life like Ishida. There were men I liked and with whom I spent and who with whom I slept without accepting money, but none made me feel the way I did towards him. Yeah. How long do you think she was sentenced for? Not long. Give a guess. Four years. It was six. Ah, close. Six years she was sentenced to. Uh for murder and mutilation of a corpse. She only served five of those six years. She got out exactly six or five years after she was sentenced. Uh, people then started writing a bunch of stories and, and plays off of the incident. She's been shipped an awful lot. She has, uh, yeah. Some people were writing autobiographies for her. Ah, 
that doesn't make it an autobiography. That makes it a biography. Correct. Well, they were like saying that was her confessions, and they were basically like trying to say she was like this. Um, Still not auto. I <laughs> correct. Correct. It doesn't matter if you quote her; she's got to be writing it or telling you what to write. And she be... she did eventually write her own autobiography. It was just carved on her leg. No. Surprisingly, after she kind of got out of prison, she was kind of like pretty chill. There was a lot of like things she would do, and she became like kind of a an influencer of the day. Weird. Where people were like looking to her as like inspiration for women's not women's rights, but women's autonomy. And to one end is like, yeah, I get it. But on the other end is like, maybe we shouldn't idealize the guy who the lady who killed a person. Or idolize. Idealize worked as well. Because it's not just idolize as like an idol, but idealize as in like her ideology. She didn't really have one. That's the point. <laughs> That's why I'm like, why are we making her your ideal for an ideology? She didn't have a point. She did it out of her own self. Selfishness? Yes. And she even says it herself. But there's a lot of people who used her um, to basically perpetuate like uh, women's autonomy, which isn't a problem per se. Just the way they were doing it, uh, they were trying to say like she was uh, this this sexual, not deviant, but explorer who would like who who did all these crazy things and to go against the the traditionalist system that Japan had and they wanted to break out of that and um also at this era uh, or a little bit before this era there was a lot of Japanese criminal women who would write stories about their escapades and got really popular because of it and because they were going against the traditional system and so on and so forth so she became very popular after all this happened and at, she would like continue her life fairly at, actually averagely she kind of became a mistress of another man that didn't work out so then she eventually became uh she did like interviews with magazines and such and so she got popular through that some more she did some plays i think she ended up being a waitress at a restaurant and kind of lived for 20 years in that town and and kind of just lived her life yeah that's um it it's weird the whole situation, and there's more into, like, promotion of her. Because, like, in the aftermath of World War II, wishing to divert public attention from politics and criticism and occupying authorities, um, the Yoshida government uh, encouraged a 3S policy, which stands for sports, screen, and sex. Uh Basically, they were trying to promote her to kind of like, hey, guys, look at this girl and look at all the things she's did. And let's um, not let's not that. think about the things we did during <laughs> World War Two. So it, it's um, it's very interesting. And, and it is kind of strange how they took this terrible situation and were like, let's publicize it to an yeah. extraordinary degree to where it's very popular in Japan to this day. And kind of take it as like a woman autonomy 
story and good for them i guess but that's not exactly what happened here but sure let's let's do that anyways that's my um story on sada abe even though i pronounced your name wrong <laughs> about halfway through i kept doing it okay we're going to take a short break and we will be back with my story good good later later very shortly later. Later. I'll see you in five minutes. It'll be two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> We're back. What's this wee shit? You got a mouse in your pocket? Yes. Two. Nice. One in each pocket. So my pockets don't get lonely. That's what about the mice in the pocket? I don't care lonely. about them. I'm oh. concerned about my property. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so I talked to you about how like this story is similar to another one, and they kind of like link to each other. Mm-hmm. And I was going to mention it, but then we determined that we didn't cover it, so I'm going to cover it next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm not going to mention the other story. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. So I'm so like, glad the you whole added little all first that. paragraph was about the other story. <laughs> I'm glad you added that in just so you can just keep people in anticipation. Exactly. You get them on the hook. You're like, there's a, something I want to talk about, but I'm not going to talk about it this episode. Well, next week. Fuck you. I'm talking about it next week. If you want to listen, do it then. Okay. So I'm doing a case from China, uh, Hong Kong. Huh? Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Not China. Yes. Well, I mean, it kind of... Mm-hmm. Go on. Um, part of it goes to China. Okay. I So... Te- okay. Just to get the technicalities out of the way, Hong Kong... Yes. ...is and isn't a part of China. It was, wasn't was a part of China because of... I cannot remember the exact reason. That's what I heard about, like... Uh, and now China has taken Hong Kong back. I heard that about, like... like a year ago. Two years ago. Singapore as well. Yes, but it's, it's its own little... country, but it's also considered well, Hong Kong was under the umbrella. State. Hong Kong was a city state like um, Singapore, but now it is technically controlled by China again. Oh, okay. There's actually, there was a whole like mass protest and all about it. So, Okay, so this is the Hello Kitty murder case. It's pretty f- fucking weird. Hello Kitty. I, I don't get the whole Hello Kitty part. Just I don't understand it. Okay. Like I understand why it's named that. Mm-hmm. But the reason it got that name is just weird. Fucking fucked up and weird. Okay. Okay. Two of my favorite things. So this is about a young woman named Fan Man Yi. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh Fan Man Yi was born in nineteen seventy six and abandoned. Which wasn't uncommon. That was quick. Well, you know, it wasn't uncommon for no, I know. females to just be kind of cast away. So, uh, as a result of being abandoned, she was raised in an all-girls orphanage in Ma Tao Wai until she was 15. Mm-hmm. At which point she was kicked out and onto the streets oh, because yes. she had aged out of the orphanage. So, you know, 15's not 
When when did this happen? When was she abandoned? 1976, you said? Yes. Okay. So she was in the orphanage until 81? I wanted to see uh, when the one-child policy happened in China, and I was wondering if that was the reason. 1979 is when it happened, so three years before she was abandoned. Okay. No, three years after she was abandoned. My apologies. Yeah. That's Unrelated, a, but it was that ju- soon. Yeah, huh. I didn't realize it was only not, not. I thought it was farther back than that. Mm-mm. Fuck, that was like the year I was born. No, you gotta remember, China also had a lot of famines back in the day, which kind of lowered the population. Okay, so um, <coughs> something got in my throat. So since she was kicked out of the orphanage, she was now living on the streets. Yes, which isn't easy, obviously. So she ended up. Not with that attitude. She ended up becoming addicted to drugs. As you do. And turning to prostitution to try and get by. Hmm. And this was how her life went for six years. Until she turned 21. And she found a job at a brothel. Which isn't much better, but she's at least off the streets. Yeah. And at least there's that kind of like. Safety. Kind of. Kind of. You have another group with you, so hopefully you would all look out for each other, but I don't think that's how it works. Yeah. I guess it depends what kind of brothel. Well, I mean, I I could also see, like, in a way it could even be worse because of the jealousy, like if you're getting more clients. Yeah, that's true. um, So she worked at a brothel called Romance Villa in Sham Shupo. Mm -hmm. While working there, she ended up falling for one of her clients. Who was also a drug addict. I cannot pronounce this dude's name. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Can I try? There's no vowels. Can I try? N-G. No, you gotta show me. N-G. It's two letters. Why do I gotta show you? N-G. Yeah, the letter N and the letter G. Hmm. Mm. Is it his name or just his initials? That's his name. That's his first name. Ning. Mm. Ning. Is it Ning? I don't know. That's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go. Mm. <laughs> so, mm, Chi Yun. That's Ning. his name, by the way. It's Chi NG Yun. Chi Yun. Ning Chi Yun. Or Yuen. I don't know. Y U E N. Chi Yun. They ended up marrying in 1996. And two years later, in November of 1998, she gave birth to a son. That's nice. Now, not really. Well, I was hoping. Her husband was described as being very abusive. Oh, that's unfortunate. Uh, The neighbors would say that on several occasions they were woken up to them screaming. The son screaming and crying and the sounds like you would expect from a heated fight. Hmm. At least mine started pretty okay. This is just starting off bad. Yeah, and it just gets worse. That's not fun. Um, Fan Mei was unable to take this anymore, and she wanted a better life and to protect her son. So she quit drugs, and she decided to also quit prostitution. Good for her. So she found a new job as a hostess at a place called the Empress Karaoke Club. Do you know much about hosting? Isn't that kind of still like prostitution? Not quite. No, it's, I don't know shit about it then. Um, so hosts still exist in Japan. Uh, I don't believe it is necessarily prostitution because there is no like sexual favors. 
that I'm aware of. I could be wrong. I'm sure there are some layers of it to it, but it's basically like uh, there are host clubs where you'll go to and there'll be hosts, quote unquote, which will be people you pay to drink and like be your friend for the day or oh, be okay. your friend while you're there and they'll pour your drinks. So like she would hang out and have karaoke with them. Correct. Okay, got it. That That is what a host does. Okay, so that makes sense. So that uh, she got the new job and soon after that she left her husband. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, you know, after she got an income. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we know she's trying to better her life. She's trying to protect her son. But this goes down a darker road. You know, all the good intentions yeah. don't turn out so good. That's unfortunate. So when she took the job, there was a lot less income coming in. And as with lots of these stories we cover, there's a little confusion with part of it. I don't know. My story was pretty succinct. I don't think well, that's there was why much I said confusion. a lot of. I didn't say all. Mm, I know, but I want to throw it in your face. So this is where it got a little confusing when I was trying to read these articles and stuff. Sure, sure. Um. So she became the hostess at the club, right? Yes. And we know she was struggling with financial difficulties due wait, to Wait, wait, the... wait. She became a hostess at a club or a host at the a club? A hostess. At the karaoke club. <laughs> There's two connotations. Okay. I'm going to assume she was the host that actually, like, hung out and, like, had drinks with the people. Well, that doesn't really matter too much to the story. Okay. Well, it's important <laughs> for my knowledge. But this is where it gets confusing. Okay. So... She wanted to leave prostitution. She became a hostess. Correct. We know she was struggling with financial difficulties due to the change. Yes. Now, it says in early 1999, uh, would it be Fan or Fawn? I don't know how it's F-A-N. Fawn. Fawn. So in, 19, in early 1999, Fawn would steal a wallet from one of her regular clients at the brothel. So my best guess was this was during the transition. Like, right mm. as she was leaving the brothel, going to the new job. Yeah. Because, you know, like, if you apply, I don't know how it is over there, but if you apply for a job, did you, like, two put week in period. a two-week notice? Yeah. I don't know if it's the same for brothels, but... Probably not exactly, but I'm sure there's some process. But it said she stole from a client at the brothel. And mm-hmm. now she was working as a hostess. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing it was during a transition. That's the... Best guess I have. I don't know. So anyway, the, the man she stole from's name was Chan Man Lock, who was thirty three. Okay. Um, she ended up stealing his wallet before she left the brothel. Like I said, before, I'm just going with before she left the brothel. Yes, because it just makes the most sense. Plus, it also said that. To add to why it makes sense to me, she was struggling as a hostess and a single parent. Mm-hmm. Before that, there was two income. Yeah. So it wouldn't sound like she would, you know. Um, she ended up getting caught. Mm-hmm. Like he knew she stole the wallet. In the wallet, there was 4,000 Hong Kong dollars. Which is five hundred U.S. dollars. <laughs> is it called Hong Kong dollars or DJ dollars? 
It literally is, yeah. Yeah. That's funny. So it is uh, 500 American dollars. When Chan realized what had happened, he confronted her and demanded the money back and an additional 10,000 HK dollars, which is about 1,275 US dollars. That doesn't make any sense, but sure. That's called the value of money. Oh, okay. Oh, why he wanted more? (laughs) It's like a punishment. No, I know, but like, realistically, if you're going to be like, hey, she's stealing this money anyway, she probably doesn't have much money, but okay. Do you think people like that give a shit? No. He was also part of a triad. A triad, not the triad. A A triad. triad. So he was known as being like a problematic person even when he was young. A triad. He was a member of the Wo Shing Wo triad. Okay. Um, Immediately at the confrontation, Fan paid him back the 500 HK dollars and said she needed some time to get the rest. Mm -hmm. Sadly, they didn't give her much time. They generally don't. Like, I mean, let me see if I have the date of the confrontation. I think it was only like a day. That's what fucking sucks, but I guess that's kind so, of the point. So, on March 17th, she was abducted by three men and one girl from her apartment. The abductors were Chan, Lao Ming Fong, a 14-year-old girl whom he was grooming, <sighs> Luang Wai Lun, who was 21, and Luang Xing Cho, who they believe was 26. <laughs> well, okay. So, the captors took Fan to an apartment that Chan had rented. His intention was to hold her captive and pimp her out to make his money back. And that's not what happened. And this is where it gets real dark, and I said this trigger warning. So they held Fan captive for a month. You can't just say trigger warning and not give the trigger. Um, All of it. Okay. You know what? Fair enough. Trigger yeah. warning for, yes. just Trigger warning from... Now on <laughs> the rest of the story. It's all bad. So they held Fawn captive for a month. Now they talked about the people who owned the building the apartment was rented in mm-hmm. and how they aren't related to the crime. So I don't know why they even mentioned them. That's, yeah, that so is a, that I just left like, it out. <laughs> that does seem like they were like, and the building was owned by specifically Mrs. Someone Jones. Not. Fuck you, Mrs. Jones. You had nothing to do with the crime, but I just don't like you in particular. Yeah, and it was like two brothers. Okay. So, um... That is weird. You're right. So she was held for a month. During this month, she was continuously tortured and raped. She went through various forms of physical torture. She was beaten with metal bars. She was tied up and suspended and used as a punching bag. Her legs were uh, burned with hot wax and melted plastic to the point she was unable to walk, which usually means it's getting down to, like, below the epidermal layer. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, she was kicked in the head 50 times. I, I, they forced her to ingest human feces and urine. One one quick question, what? and I know this is kind of dumb. Why did they count to 50? Uh, That's what I was wondering. I'm like, I don't know. Uh, no, my question is, how do they know? <laughs> what? How do they know she Someone, was... uh, it says that um, they were told this. Okay. Okay. They uh, forced her to ingest human feces and urine. That's such a weird thing. They to told do. her to smile and tell them she enjoyed the abuse, and if she didn't, it, it got worse. 
Uh, they also rub spices into any wounds they left on her. Any particular spice? No, just said spices. Cumin? Paprika? At, at some point between April 14th and April 15th, Bond passed away due to the horrendous treatment. A little bit of ginger? And uh, the traumatic shock it caused to her, mentally, obviously, and physically. Um, When the, this is... It just gets fucking weird it, and darker. It gets darker than this? When the captors had found her deceased, they dismembered her body and they boiled the pieces. Okay, it does. Then Neat. her body was disposed of in several places, all except for her skull. Uh-huh. They put her... I don't understand this. They put her skull inside a Hello Kitty mermaid plush and filled it with dead insects before sewing it back up. What? Yeah, it's almost like seems like a ritualistic type thing. I, but dead the, insects? Dead insects? That's just weird. Um, my best thing is it just the farther degrader. But still, that's so um, weird. And another morbid addition to this is that they possibly used the utensils they were eating with when they were stirring her remains in the boiling pot. Mm -hmm. And then they would go back to eating with them. That's um, that's not good hygiene. No. That's probably so, not good uh, for you. On, on, on the plus side, I hope they caught something from it. Mm. At the very least. They didn't. You'll see. Okay. So the girl Chan was grooming. Chan was yes. grooming uh, Lau. Mm -hmm. She told police what happened and led them to the scene. Um, it didn't say much more about it, so I'm not sure if it was her conscience that... I'm assuming it was her conscience that made her do this. It's like, hey, this is kind of fucked up. Yeah, because it didn't say like she got caught and arrested for something and just turned evidence. It just said she led the police there. So I'm assuming it was her conscience. You know that? That's a good guess. Do it. Yeah. Uh, where was I? When the police got there, they found her skull, one tooth, and some internal organs in a plastic bag. You can't prove that that's her and she's dead. The police she ended could be up completely alive and fine. Sorry. The police ended up recovering other parts of her body from three different landfills. Nice. Chan's apartment uh, was raided by SWAT officers. I didn't know they had SWAT but it specifically said SWAT. I'm sure it's called something differently. Uh, was raided by SWAT officers on the morning of May 28th. His wife and newborn baby were also in the apartment at the time, and initially she was also arrested, but she was soon released when they realized that she had no involvement and possibly no knowledge of what happened. What part of them having SWAT confuses you? Just because it said, straight up said SWAT. And it seems like that's an American thing. Well, it is because it's an acronym. Exactly. Yeah. So. I, I mean, they have an equivalent of SWAT. I'm sure it's called something else. Yeah. I just said SWAT where I read this. <laughs> um, so obviously, you know, with this all coming out, the media jumps on it, right? As they do. Which led Luang Wailun to flee to mainland China. Yes. He was placed on Interpol's most wanted list and eventually arrested on February 14th, 2000. Now, I would think something more than like one murder. It would take something more than one murder to get you put on Interpol's most wanted. Um, well, 
probably well for well, two, two i guess interpol's used so all the agencies involved know what to look for yes so i, I the... would argue that it's not specifically because he murdered somebody but the acts he conducted with said person before and after yeah but then it gets also it add up with something later also, he is suspected of being a triad member, and so they probably believe... There you go. Yeah, true, true. They probably think, know that he's done some other things, and this has just been, like, one extra thing added on top of it. So it doesn't make... It, it's not unthinkable for them to be on the on the Interpol most wanted list. Also, it's Interpol. Well, so he was uh, eventually arrested on February 14th, 2000, due to some issues with his passport. That's how they get you. And he was shipped back to Hong Kong to stand trial. See, that's how you know that Hong Kong wasn't a part of China at that point. Yeah. Because they got taken okay. by Interpol, so, of all people, which Interpol does not work with China. Because China has their own. That's it. You're done talking about it. I'm done talking about it. I was least... rambling about Interpol. <laughs> so, there was Luang Wailun and Luang Xingqiu. I couldn't find any details on how Luang Xingqiu was arrested. So I'm assuming there was nothing like special about his arrest, like no SWAT team, no fleeing the country. They just arrested him. Mm-hmm. Um, the trial started on October 20th in 2000 and it ended on December 7th uh, of the same year. The three men were convicted of drugs. A murder trial. Yeah. Why would you be convicted of drugs? Because it's funnier that way. They were convicted of manslaughter. Ah. That'll do it. Which is not. No. It's not murder. Young, The young girl, uh, Lau, was given immunity for leading the police to the scene and testifying, and possibly due to her age. Um, Chan's wife, fans... Uh, Fan's husband and aunt all also testified in court. So even his wife testified. So that adds like that she didn't know what the fuck happened. Mm-hmm. Um, Chan and Xing Chou denied killing Fan, but they did admit to dismembering her body. Hmm. So the reason for the shitty manslaughter charge was that the jury decided there wasn't enough evidence to say that or to say if Fan was murdered or had died of an overdose. Um, <laughs> probably the physical uh, marks and abuse. I'm no expert. I'm no expert, but you know, I think maybe them keeping her against her will and abusing her constantly. Although they did boil have. the remains and remove all the skin, so you wouldn't be able to see. You'd be able to see fractures in the bones, though. Yeah, I, but still, I feel like that might have been a great indicator of, like, why she had died. Also, I was wrong about Interpol. Interpol is, like, a, there's 192 countries that are in Interpol. You're good? I just, I had to add that because I was wrong. China's one of the countries. You don't really need to tell people you're wrong. We just assume it. That's not true. I'm sometimes right. Sometimes. I, I gotta be honest when I'm wrong. That way, when I'm right, so, I can gloat that much more. Um... They also couldn't decide if the men had intended to murder her. But they did agree I, <laughs> that what they had done ultimately led to her death. That's so dumb. Yeah, it's bullshit. So the three men were... And this isn't 
fucking 2000. You know, this isn't that fucking long ago. But this is Hong Kong. The three men were sentenced to life in prison. So they have a different system. With the possibility of parole. That's good. Which came up three years ago in 2020. Did they get parole? Um, you need to explain. Sean and Luang Wai Lun are still currently serving. Oh, hey. That's something. Yep. That's something. Luang Xing Cho Dang was it. able to redo. He's the one that like kind of, they don't say much about his arrest. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming, like I said, I just assume he just, they picked him up. You know? You know, the other guy, the SWAT team, one guy fled the country and you don't know how this guy got arrested. So yeah. it just seems like it was just a standard. <laughs> uh, he was able to reduce his sentence from life to 18 years on appeal in 2004. He was released in 2014. Hmm. Go on. Eight years later, he was once again arrested. Oh, hey. This time for sexually assaulting a 10-year-old girl. Oh, yeah. I feel like he should definitely be in prison for a long time. Yeah. And he was given a year for that. Oh, damn, that's crazy. So let's see, 18, uh, eight years after 14, so 2022. So he got released this year. So for, he's out. Yeah, he... he he went back to jail after murdering someone mm-hmm. for sexually assaulting a 10-year-old, and then he's given a year. He's reformed. That's bullshit. He's the whole, fine. The whole thing is bullshit there. I'm sure he's not never going to do it again. Yeah. He would never. Yeah. His track record says otherwise. He made some mistakes. He's learned from the mistakes. He's a good person now. Now, the judge who sentenced them stated... And I also found this kind of weird. Never in Hong Kong in recent years has a court heard of such cruelty, depravity, callousness, brutality, violence, and viciousness. I just thought it was weird that in recent years. It's better than the other judge. This happens all the time back then. Well, I mean, to be fair, we don't know. Um, The three men also received psyche valves. And they were all said to be remorseless for what they had done. Hey, that doesn't seem like a problem. Yeah. That seems completely fine. They've done a really bad thing, and they're like, eh, she probably deserved it. You know, Chan, uh, Wai Loon, and Sing Cho, they don't show any remorse, but let's let Sing Cho out. Yeah, well, well, it's fine. It's okay. You know what? I'm sure he's learned from his past mistakes. Yeah. I'm hoping he learns like you learn in American prisons for being a pedophile. I don't know how they work over there, but I hope they're similar. Yes. So that's basically the whole story. My mic just keeps sounding weird to me. So I'm like kind of fiddling with it. I don't hear any difference. Um, There's a tiny bit of aftermath. Okay. Not like bad aftermath. I mean, the, the it's like all bad. So. Yeah, it's all been bad. So the apartment in which Fawn was murdered was demolished in 2012. Okay. A hotel was rebuilt in its place in 2016. Okay. Um, The hotel put up three portraits of Buddha as a memorial for her. It's something they didn't have to do. No, but that's still kind. And I think it was kind of them. Yeah. Because, you know, it's a different building, different owner, different everything. Yeah. But, and like, since the building was demolished... The apartment didn't even exist anymore. But in honor of her, they put up three uh, Buddha 
portraits. That's um, nice. The other thing that I don't know if it's good or bad. <laughs> That's not a good sign. While searching the crime scene, mm-hmm. a necklace that belonged to Fawn was found in the refrigerator. Okay. And it was given to her son. Well, that's something. I know, but the way it was found and what happened, like, it was found in the refrigerator because that's where her body pieces were thrown. But her so, son deserves something. Ex- I, yeah, I understand. that's what I'm saying. I don't know how to take it. <laughs> like, it's nice that her, her son has something to remember her by, but it's also got a lot of darkness attached to the item. As long as they're not like, hey. As long as they cleaned it. <laughs> This is with your mom when we found her. Well, parts of her, at least. You want her tooth? You want her tooth? Yeah, I don't understand why they hung on to one tooth. I don't get the fucking insects thing. That is a weird one. I'm guessing you. it was just farther away to degrade her. Or maybe they're using... But it's dead insects. I was about to say, well, maybe she's they're also, using it for, like... She was also skin, but... a prostitute, so maybe they... Well, they were, yeah, they were dead. But yeah. she was also a prostitute, so maybe they were just trying to sh- symbolize that she was lower. You know, by burying her head with... Or if there was a smell, they're like, oh, look, it's bugs that's causing the smell. I don't know. It I seems really weird. Saw the you have to go out of your way to find dead insects to put in there. It's also a big Hello Kitty, and they, it says, I think they, like, refilled it with the bugs in the head. I, there's a picture of the Hello Kitty after they found it. And I assume there's no bugs in it when they take a picture of it? No, because it's still stitched shut. You're only seeing it. it. doesn't even look gory or anything. So I'll probably actually post the picture on Instagram because it doesn't show anything. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, I like, like when we did the boy in a box, I kind of blurred out everything. Yeah. I don't want to show the graphic shit. That's fair. But this just shows the Hello Kitty plush mermaid. And they said that's the one that it was all found in. Huh. Although, just... you know, it just, it says, it says with dead bugs. I guess it doesn't mean they filled it with dead bugs. They could have just thrown some in there. Or there could have just been bugs that made their way into the Hello Kitty thing. Yeah. And then they Well, died. they found it soon after. Bugs don't have a long lifespan. True. But you, got, but you might find larvae and stuff. Maybe they did. Yeah. It just, I don't know. It does seem weird. The way it's worded is that they put it in there with dead bugs. So, I don't know. And why would they even have it there? They had to have brought it. They rented the apartment specifically to put her in it. Yeah, I don't know. That's just, so it that is means weird. they would have had to have brought that Hello Kitty there it for does, a reason, which implies that they intended all of it. It does see pre, it seem premeditated on multiple fronts. Yeah. But, well, that's terrible, Chris. Yeah. Mine usually tend to be terrible. I know. Mine was okay. Yours is weird. Mine was weird. That's why I covered it. I was like, this is like this is terrible, but at the same time, kind of not that bad comp- comparatively. Mine's not that bad compared to the shit you always find, Chris. Yeah. Most of the time when people are dying in mine, it's like... Un- it's unfortunate, but it's generally like, oh yeah, and then they were beaten for six days, and then they were halfway drowned, and then they were tortured, and then they are beaten for another six days, and then they died. Yeah. Mine's like, yeah, they... No, mine are always fucking... They were murdered. They're they're dead. Here's all the things leading up and after it, but then they died. That's it. 
And then your story is like, this is how they died. This is in this very specific way. They took their fingernails first. Yeah. And then they cut off are, the fingernails. No, no, yours are always like, so they went to this school. <laughs> yeah. And they learned this. So they were born on June 6th, 1872. And then their they went father... to college. And it's like an hour. And then it's like, and they died. They died. That's it. No, 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 no. <laughs> Halfway through, and then they died. And then this is what everyone else thought of them after they died. Yes. Yeah. I get to the dark, nitty gritty, gross, horrible, bad. Hey, I awful went in, shit. I went into the extreme pedophilia. No, not pedophilia. Necrophilia. necrophilia. I went into the details of her strangling him to death, and then sleeping with his body, and then cutting off his genitals, and be like, "These are mine forever." I'm gonna turn him into a coin purse. On a different note, <laughs> God's a pedophile. Uh, I don't want to get into this. I'm not even gonna really need to get into this. Uh huh. How was Jesus born? To a virgin. But how? Who impregnated the virgin? Um, with immaculate conception. An angel. God. An angel. God. I mean, by by. It was also Jesus. So he impregnated his own mother, with himself. Correct. You know how old Mary was? Fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. Twelve to fourteen. Yeah. That's gross. I know the time frames, yes. Back then you died at like 20, yes, I get that. I, I just, I was just going to say it's... What? Yeah, are you surprised? It's an old book. Yeah, it's, it's an old fucking, story. It just gets fucking weirder and weirder. I didn't know the age thing. You I didn't only know recently... Mary was 14? No. Nope. Yeah. I know a lot of shit about that book from debates and reading it, of course, but I didn't know she was like 12 to 14. I would generally say 14. It makes more sense, her as a 14-year-old, reading the rest of the book in context. Either way. Either I'm not saying... That two years oh, does not make much of a difference in that I'm age not bracket. it's okay. This isn't like 16 to 18 gap, you know? <laughs> this is all too young. I'm just saying. I told someone today about how... Um, we were talking about religion and how... And he even said the same thing. Um, when he was, he's young. He's younger than you. But, yeah, he's uh, pretty young. He was saying that so no, like twelve in his in his religion, Jesus and God are separate people. I'm like, yeah, that's what I grew up with. But then at some point, it became one person, and then the Holy Spirit became one of them too. So all three are one person. I'm like, which makes God schizophrenic. He's like, how how do you get that? I'm like, because when he's crucified he looks to the sky and he says father why have you forsaken me but if he's his own father he's fucking yeah we should do a theology podcast uh, yeah, it'll just be it... me getting frustrated yeah, but we'll <laughs> dis- it makes no sense we'll discuss multiple religions not just Christianity we'll discuss like Judaism the flying spaghetti monster we'll, f- we'll discuss the flying spaghetti monster and, and how the... I had the first pasta based religion Okay, and and then we'll talk I about did. the pink invisible son of a bitch unicorn. In high school, I made macaroni. I don't want to go. I don't want to talk about your pasta based religion. I refuse to. You know why I formed it? Why did you form it? I just wanted tax exempt status. That that translated way too well. And I read that you needed at least fifty members to be able to be declared like uh, an official religion. Yes. So How I many was. Did I you was. Get? 
like 10. Damn. I was close. Not having to pay taxes. You were close? No, you weren't. You were 40 people down. Look, I got most of them when I was in the mental hospital. <laughs> it's a lot easier to recruit there. I bet it is. I bet it is. And then my friends in high school. No, so I probably had more. I probably had like 15 to 20. All the grippy socks. Should become the grippy socks club. Remember I mentioned club. that passbook we had? You can only go out of the class for bathroom so many times. Yes. That was our Bible. Hmm. Because on the back of it, I drew a boiling, boiling pot from the, looking at it from top down with one macaronis in it. <laughs> I don't know if... And this... I wrote he was boiled for our sins. I'm not sure the singular of macaroni is macaronis. You never heard that thing? No. Someone was saying a fun thing to do is that when your friends over, try and explain to them that a single macaroni is a macaronis. I tried to explain to somebody the singular of of uh, biscotti is biscotto. It's just one word, biscotti. They didn't believe me, and the sad part is... Is it biscotto? Biscotto is the singular of biscotti. Did I ever tell you... They're like, that's not real. I'm like, it, it is. That's the, literally, I'm like, he was like, I have biscotti. Look, yummy. I'm like, no, you have a biscotto. You have one. Also, He's like, oh, that's not real. It's a biscotti. I'm like, no, it's a biscotto. It's singular. Biscotti is good, but you, it's a good likelihood that you're going to break a tooth. <laughs> they are delicious and hard. Yes, you got to dunk them in coffee. Oh. So that leads me to something, though. Fuck. I think I am. I, I'm sure I've told you about now this. I'm hungry. My ex. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> is that you? Yeah. I don't even know what you did. I had my the mic. Oh, I had my head on it, and it was, oh my God, you can hear me pretty good still. <laughs> it's transferring through my hollow skull. Chris has his head directly on the microphone my right forehead, now. forehead, and you can still hear me perfect. God, I wish I could. Eh? I could just record like this from now on. Chris, it's like coming get on in with better. the story. We got two hours of this podcast already. So, hey, yours was... Over an hour. And I know. 37 minutes. I'm sorry. Um, so she worked in a mall, and they put in, like, a gourmet dessert coffee shop uh-huh. down the hall. Okay. And she would go there every day. That's, pay, a, like, that's a lot. Three bucks for a coffee. Mm-hmm. You know what her favorite flavor of coffee to get was? Vanilla. Tiramisu. What? I'm like, you are paying $3 for coffee-flavored coffee? That's dumb. No, I'm getting tiramisu coffee. I'm like, what is tiramisu? Coffee flavored dessert. I'm like, yeah, yeah. you're getting coffee flavored coffee for the extra cost. Mm, my favorite flavor of coffee, tiramisu. Yep. Wait, but t- okay. I mean, I love tiramisu. But... I mean, there's more flavors to tiramisu than just coffee, but at the same yeah. time. What's the other flavor? I don't Cream. know. Cream. Yeah. What do you put in coffee? Creamer. Milk. Yes. Milk. So once you add the milk or creamer you have made into coffee, you have made a tiramisu flavor. Mm. (laughs) I feel like this is just extra steps for no reason. (laughs) Extra steps and cost. Yeah. I feel... Why are they? Never mind. I'm not gonna get into it. I don't want to get into it. I'm. I I had that debate with her so many times, but she kept buying them. If you enjoy it, I guess go for it. But that seems pretty dumb to me. Let me sell you this cup of a coffee. What flavors? Ah, coffee. Five extra dollars. Chris, do you have anything to add before we end? No, I was wondering what that was on the ceiling above you, but it's a reflection. 
Of what? I don't know. There's light above your head. You mean that little shit? Yes. I do see it. Is it just light? I don't know where it's from. Well, you know I had a ceiling problem, and now I have a new roof, and I'm just paranoid until I know. It is light. all taken care of. I don't know where it's reflecting off of, but it is light. Okay. As long as it's light and nothing else. Nothing else. Okay, on that note, we are we're doing true crime again next week. We are doing true crime next week. It's and... not going to get better. It's in fact going to get worse next week. So, oh, oh yeah, yes, no, mine's going to be about the same. Oh, mine's going to get worse. Okay. So, I hope you enjoy this episode of Arcanum Obscura. That's it. That's all I'm going to add. You've done that one like every week. I know. <laughs> if you'd like to email us or contact us on our social media, our email is Arcanum Obscura cast at gmail.com our twitter is arcane obscure i would like to uh, actually i'm gonna change that i can you give me a pen i would like to ask that francis b does not contact us through email again yeah uh i need to change something because i realize this is no longer accurate what because our twitter oh i scribbled mine out is not arcane obscura anymore it is nope our x is arcane obscura i saw this article i was reading Right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it said, uh, it said, go to this Twitter page, and then in parentheses, or if you were dropped on your head, X page. Listen, they changed the name of the website. Did Just you know? Just because you don't like the name change doesn't mean the name hasn't been changed. I don't even use it anyways. Here's the thing, though. Twitter was huge, and you just rebranded it. Yes. Now, let me explain something quick. Our Instagram is Arcane Obscura. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Play the music on your way no, out. This is real fast. So if you have an Android phone. No. When, no, you, I know you don't. Go ahead. But I went back to Android. And I remember this happening before. When you do an update, sometimes it installs games. Uh-huh. And you go and you delete the damn games it installs. Yep. So I open up my phone one morning, and I see this icon I never noticed before that's just an X. I'm like, son of a bitch, they installed more fucking bloatware, so I just deleted it. I didn't know it was Twitter now. (laughs) So you're saying your Twitter account no longer exists? No, no, we still have it. I just didn't know that the app and everything, I didn't know it was rebranded. Now I know, but I just saw an X on my phone. I'm like, I didn't install that. I'm fucking deleting it in case it's a virus or something. I hope you enjoy this episode of Arcanum's Career as much as you can really enjoy this episode. Yeah. There were some good parts at the beginning, and then I started talking. Yeah. I think next episode, we'll make a really good episode. Okay. Like, really upbeat, and people will enjoy it. We should talk upbeat the entire time while talking about our stories next week. Oh, I was just thinking about hitting in the head with a baseball bat. That's pretty upbeat. Exactly. I will be beat down for this upbeat. Exactly. Get up, get down with said sickness. I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's go, Chris. It's time to go. It's nighttime. It's time to go. I'm tired. Yeah. I hope you enjoy your sleep. Maybe you'll fucking sleep this time. Maybe. I found a new painkiller that actually. Oh, I didn't tell you about that. Hold on a second. Are you really stopping? Yep. You're stopping the outro just so you can tell me about a new drug you found? No. Worse. <laughs> so, you know me and medications. Like. I don't take strong painkillers. What if I walk away right now? Just listen for a second. Yeah, go ahead. I don't take strong painkillers. I never took prescription painkillers. Yep. Unless, like, I had to if I was in the hospital. Or, like, surgeries and shit. 
So whenever I got them prescribed, I, I never take the prescriptions or just tell them, no, don't worry about it. And uh, Tuesday, my shoulder and my back were fucking killing me. Mm-hmm. So somebody I know gave me a... Vicodin. No. Not a codeine. An oxy. <laughs> so I talked to a friend who's a nurse. And I'm like, okay, so how, how bad is this going to knock me on my ass? Like, well, how strong is it? So I, I had to look up the, the symbols yep. on it to figure out what strength it was. And I'm like, oh, that's not going to be too bad. I'm like, okay. So I'm laying down for bed, and I go to take it. And I'm like, I don't like taking drugs I haven't taken before. Let me look this up. So I set it down. I look it up. Now, because of my anxiety, I'm on Clonopin every day. Mm-hmm. Clonopin's a benzo. Yeah. You cannot mix benzo with opioids. Yeah, I was about to say oxy is an it, opioid. It, it, and since I've been on clonopin every single day, my body is completely, obviously it's saturated. Yep. Like if you stop clonopin, it says up to a month it can still show up in your urine. And you can't mix benzos and opioids because it can cause uh, your breathing to stop and heart attacks. So how was it taking it? I didn't take it. Damn it, Chris. <laughs> You're ruining everything. At the very least, you could have ended the podcast, and then I took it, and I had two heart attacks. Anyways, yeah. have a good day. Goodbye. Don't mix benzos. That's it. I'm glad we had this talk, Chris. You the have benzos. a great night. Hey, take that before you go to bed tonight. I don't have it anymore. Damn.